Suckling toddlers, your attachment parenting podcasters. That's right, that's right, Matt. We're we're back again, and you know, I just just like a the 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 three year old on the cover of Time magazine. I can't be weaned from this topic. <laughs> mo mo titties, mo problems. Uh, <laughs> is the is the watchword of the day? No, we're back to Gossip Girl. Ryan, are you excited? I am. I'm I'm both a little excited and a little sad because not only is it a season finale, so every every season finale um you 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 both rejoice in in the crazy shit that bullshit that happens. Um but you also are a little a little sad that 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 it'll be walking away, but this is our penultimate season finale. Right. Um for all of Gossip Girl. Um the news that actually came out actually as we were recording last week's um the Spear in the Teat uh episode. <laughs> um well, uh, the, the News broke that uh, the uh, this upcoming season of Gossip Girl, uh, the sixth season, I believe, um, will be a shortened season and uh, will be the last season of the series. So um, that is that is. I mean, we'll we'll deal with that when it happens. Um, but you know, even now it's a little bittersweet because we really know that our that our days are numbered. Um, not not as on TFT. I mean, TFT. You know, <laughs> Teenager, the, this- teenagers will always be fucking. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, this 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 body of work will stand for for uh, forever. You know, look on my works, you mighty and, and we. Um. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. You, you should read the rest of that poem, right? <laughs> so, uh, so okay. So we have right every every season finale is is like a little death. It's true. So before we die, the big death, um, we have to die the little, the little death of 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 Dan Humphrey and Serena boning in in Grand Central above Grand Central Station. It went. It it got to full bone, didn't it? They got the full bone on. I think, right? I mean, you know that. I, I believe so. I believe um, I, be, I believe that is the case. Well, um, uh, in in the pre-show, you were talking about this as a kind of return to. Um, you're talking about this as a kind of return to the beginning uh, of what Gossip Girl was like, because, you know, Serena, the, like the first, I think the first blast is, you know, spotted S, back when we still called her that, right? Like S uh, at Grand Central Terminal uh, getting off Metro North. And so S, but um, you see, like, I th- the interesting thing for for uh, for me about Dan and Serena Boning is that the surveillance has been kind of internalized. That is to say, it's Serena's mm-hmm. own phone. It's rather than being a crowd, they're actually alone in this you know giant chamber, uh, mm-hmm. in this sort of bar, right? Um, right. Boning well, this up is on the, the on and this the is the ex- and this is the exact same place that um, Serena and Nate boned um, in in the in the timeline in the event that led Serena to flee in the first place right. um, at, at the Shepherd wedding and and right and this this uh, second the the reprise happens at the Shepherd divorce the party. Shepherd divorce party um, yeah. and so so it's all extremely um, cyclical right and you know and in, in um, on on TFT we've talked about um, you know we've used gossip girling as a verb which is you know that. That you know is the, is the instance of, of really too neatly uh, wrapping up a cliffhanger or a plot point and kind of resetting, right? And and you know the classic one being the season one cliffhanger where Serena says I killed a guy, um, and then it's revealed that in fact she was present while a guy overdosed on drugs, right. um, and and then that, and that has happened um, again and again, and has been um, one of the narrative sort of weaknesses or just a, a particular tick of the show that um, prevents it from reaching kind of um, you know some of the heights of some of our more um, you know some some more um, serialized fiction but I, I think that what what really happened uh, in this episode was was really the long gossip girl the slow glacial uh, gossip girling where there was just like many major resets um, back to um, whether it's you know either back to um, and, and, and it was staggered, right? It wasn't just that it's all back to like as if none of it happened, but there is um, various points in, in in you know there's almost this cascade uh, of 
um, pre-season one, season one, season two, season three, things that are all kind of happening, right? So that on the one hand, there's Serena is boning in Grand Central Station at a at a Shepherd uh, family party. Right. There is, uh, which is like pre-season one. There's at the end of season one is the Bart Bass um, Lily um, wedding, which is you know where that arc is. Um, there is uh, at the end of um, I believe of of season two, there's Chuck and Blair are together. Um, and so, um, and, and there at the end of season three, there is the ring. So all of these elements, um, from, from previous season finales right. are, are here. Um, but the, the, the weight is, is still more rather than being, you know, there being progress it's much more on, on the backward thrust of this. Um, and the feeling and the, and the weight is, is very much, um, Backwards looking, right? Almost the very last thing that um, that that Gossip Girl says, or the the penultimate thing Gossip Girl says, is as far as I'm concerned, Serena Vander was in Woodson doesn't exist, right? And 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 there's this kind of awesome reverse shot of it goes past Blake Lively's face uh, to the reflection, and the reflection that kind of fades uh, into in and blurs with the skyline, right? Right, that, and and so that's resetting this world where Serena is 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 outside of the yeah, uh, it's of pass, the world. kind of passing from corporate reality to incorporeality exactly yeah yeah i think that i i I interpreted it i i had the same reaction that you had to it but i i sort of read it a little bit differently i kind of read it as a promise from the writers that this will be a return to form you know you know what i mean Hmm. that that Hmm. is to say we're gonna have we're gonna give you a last 13 episodes and oh you know the other thing that that did it for me was when chuck said i'm chuck bass Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Th- there was another really sort of self-conscious, uh, uh, self-conscious effort to echo something from from early in. The that'd season. be a great. That'd be a great. I mean, I, don't, I think it's said enough that you could almost do a video montage of that. Right. I, you could do a big supercut of Chuck saying, "I'm Chuck Bass" throughout yeah. the whole, uh, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. God, I, I don't even want to think about how much work that would take. That would take like a Belinky level of. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, of uh, montage, but um, you know, so that like, uh, and, and especially in that, because like we've talked a little bit about how how Chuck is is um, most interesting when he's being Chuck, and sort of when when Chuck and Blair were being uh, Chuck and Blair together, and when they were um, rather than you know running a business, you know, when they represented sort of a threat to the system, or or the idea that. Um, the idea that we are the 1% and that we sort of are beyond systems, you know what I mean? Systems, right. are, systems are for other people. I mean, even the aristocratic system of the Upper East Side insiders is, you know, is still a, a, a system that places constraints on the agency of um, of the various players in it. And, right. that with, with, and that the thing that was so attractive about uh, Chuck and Blair was this sort of hint of of anarchy you know what i mean the light right. the light frisson of uh of um of anarchy that that they you know that they sort of could indulge in uh that only they could indulge in right well right i mean because it was that they were able to and and actually i don't know if we had made this specific connection before but in that way you know their ability because when chuck and blair were together it was rather than scheming as as political um as p- political maneuvers within within a system um they use this this talent of theirs to as just as entertainment as 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 their as as their um you know how they how they make art right and you know, they they you know they were playing these games with each other you know when it was within the bounds of their relationship they were games um and and that and you know the 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 other element um that in the TFT universe or the TFT pantheon that's most similar to that is is Tony in in Skin season one right who sure, also right, uses exactly. his mastery of social relationships and and power um, not I mean there is a political agenda there but really one of the things that we um, you know discuss is that he does this because he's bored um, and, and and that this is that this is his uh, you know it's it's, it's um, you know what do you what do you give the man who has everything right. you know and it's 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 somehow the you know the enjoyment of 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 reshaping social structure right so it's this attempt at agency and and trying to create something out of these the building blocks uh, even of the structure themselves right the thing that makes makes these social Rube Goldberg um, machines work are the structures and are the social relationships but there are these moments where um, 
um, Chuck and Blair were able to kind of step outside and and put these things in motion. But and again, you know, at the same time, the the fact that you know what kind of ended up happening throughout season three, ending up in um, you know Chuck uh, in the in it, with Chuck boning Jenny and the kind of failure of the um, of the of the grand gesture proposal um, on the Empire State Building, uh, obviously indicates that even they are not really free of these these structures. Even if you can kind of, um, you know, leap out um, briefly, you get pulled back in, right? And so there, there is this gravitational force, and there is this essential conservatism, um, um, both in in the kind of middle level and in the kind of the, the long run as well. You know, the, I, I was thinking of Tony. I'm thinking of Tony as a type of um, as a type of Chuck, and also you know Tony is a type of Jason Street, also right? Like, and that whole until he gets hit by the the hmm. uh, the milk truck. That's that's a sort of very long. Th- that's what Jason Street's like first three years of high school. You know what I mean? Sort right. of unquestionably right. the master of his uh, of his domain, except his domain is not really is not really as interesting. Uh, as uh, as Tony's, and it it strikes me that all three of them get dealt um, like a big physical blow. Like the, uh, in fact, like the only way that you hmm. can hmm. Uh, not exactly take down, but the only way you can sort of um, interfere with the ability of of you know the person who has everything, uh, which is of course the the person who realizes that everything is nothing, is by like is by hmm. taking is by taking them out at a level that's that's more basic than social structures i mean by taking them out at the level of individual biology right like right. you got to you got to paralyze jason street you got to you got to mostly paralyze tony you have to uh kill chuck in prague right. you know what right. i mean before right. the, uh, in order to kind of or and and kill him in a um in 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 a a car crash right? right and kill his dad um and i mean i think that's really fascinating right and as much as we Talk about um, uh, you know symbolic and discursive forms of power. You know, it's like in some ways, it's like it's still like it's still the violence, stupid. You know, that there's still right. physical violence here, and and that that these these tastemakers are at, at, at the same time very fragile, um, and either just as fragile as any other person, or or more so. Um, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I wish you watched Game of Thrones, because there's a season, I think you and I may have talked about it offline, but like, there's a there's a scene in the second season where um, Cersei and Littlefinger, she, she a queen uh, who was married to a sort of a brawny king in the Henry IV type of king, um, mm-hmm. And and he a technocrat, uh, you know, in her administration, um, I, right? Uh, ha- confront each other, and he reveals that he knows compromising things, and and uh, you know says to her, of course, your Majesty, knowledge is power. And she has the guards seize him and threaten to cut his neck and say no. And she says, uh, no, 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 power is. Uh, power is power, right? Like it's it still is. Uh, it, it may be um, violence by other means. I, I'm just making I, I'm making your point again. If if they were if they were not teenage if they were teenagers uh, if they were not you know adults, uh, Game of Thrones would be a good uh, would be a good series that might be TFT uh, TFT worthy because it it focuses on a um, it focuses on an aristocratic. Uh, uh, you know, um, political uh, system, sort of pre-modern political si- or early modern, I should say, political. System. Well, if it is early modern, then it means it's between two things, uh, and thus, <laughs> thus, in in having that uh, state of uh, of liminality, in a way, it is it is about teenagers. <laughs> I suppose it's right. It's about fantasy teenagers of you know uh, of medieval. Of medieval Europe, yeah, it's funny. Like that's 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 how you can. Um, that's how I, I, I'd be interested in seeing where you come down on this, right? Like you know, when when American culture like succumbs to to you know a revolution of the proletariat, right? Like uh, how how what will it take before like savagery, uh, you know, true savagery erupts and the kind of the thin veneer of of uh, uh, social uh norms and niceties breaks you know breaks down like it, it right like if you have someone who's kind what, of, you, what, what happens when uh, people stop being polite and start getting real 
<laughs> well, yeah, the in, Habesian, the Habesian world. <laughs> in so many, in so many words, uh, I suppose, um, right? Because it's like uh, um, you you knock people down Maslow's hierarchy of needs a, a couple of notches, and um, and a, a lot of the times you can be kind of surprised uh, by. Uh, you can be surprised by what you get. You know what I mean? Like you take Chuck out of the realm of self-actualization. Um, and, uh, you know, and he sort of becomes, and, and he sort of becomes boring, right? Like, you mean that he's, he's not, so that he is not Chuck Bass. No, right. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and it's something and, that, and so that, that, that the Chuck Bass is still the, the fusion of this person and the structure right and that um you know that i'm i mean this is also and similarly you know we've joked a lot about the uh the post friday night um uh films of um of 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 taylor uh kitsch uh otherwise known as tim riggins right of talking about tim riggins tim riggins of mars right um and 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 that tim riggins on the high seas yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Battleship forever. Um, <laughs> um, and 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 clear eyes, full hearts can't sink. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Clear eyes, full hearts miss. <laughs> um, but I think that right that I, I mean I think that we see this with a lot of um, there's a tendency. I, th- I feel like this has increased. Um, it's a product. Uh, it's another product of our kind of golden age of uh, of, of, of television that we're um, um, that we're that we're in, um, which is that there is the the characters who play who kind of get a start in a um, you know major TV series um, as they then get other work on TV series or 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 in movies. Um, there's still the tendency to to call them this like oh yeah Omar is on Community Stringer Bell had a cameo on The Office um, you know John John Locke is on, in a new ABC show by the uh, by some of the creatives um, uh, of, of of Gossip Girl um, and. And so that, you know, I think that that is like this kind of, you know, meta and kind of pop cultural way of this kind of saying, like, when does, you know, when does Tim Riggins stop being Tim Riggins? Well, like, well probably when he goes to fight the uh, aliens on Mars. I mean, as we will find out um, as when we go to see Battleship uh, this weekend. Right. Um, but, but I think this is the case for, for Chuck chuck bass as well is um you know when when does the i'm chuck bass you know stop resonating and and or or you know because you could make an argument i mean some some could make an argument that you you put chuck bass in any um situation and you get a chuck bass there were the chuck basses of the world were those who built you know the the uh, you know um you know no one does a grand romantic grand gesture like a bass man um <laughs> sorry every, every time every time um uh, bar bar bass talked about being a bass man i um i just had to just just uh, just chuckle just uh, yeah at least at least he didn't go bass to mouth yeah, or even I mean, but but there was definitely some um, you know in that scene there definitely was some bass to bass um, you know when they were when they were tensely debating the future of, of bass industries. Um, but that you know right, so that there's another view here, um, and it's this is sort of almost like the like the I don't know what the Blackadder model of history or something like that. Um, and correct me if I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different property, but that you know that there is there's a long line of Chuck Basses and the first people to actually um, move from the more egalitarian anarchical hunter-gatherer bands to increasingly stratified societies were the chuck basses that there's if there's some heterogeneity in in preferences and in personality types these these accumulators uh these leaders of, of men are the chuck bass of the world so you put chuck bass anywhere and and he he is chuck bass that right. that that even even you know it's that and you put well, him in a not, world not, where not, not. brute force matters and and he and he 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 manipulates his way into having some bodyguards not um, not not any well right exa- sure maybe like you you find a way to you find a way to address the 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 particular needs uh, of the thing and you, you can kind of find supplements for your own capacities if your capacities are not uh are not the ones that line up perfectly with um uh you know with the needs of the times but um it's it it is he would become chuck bass anywhere 
where there was the material for having a Chuck Bass, right? Like I, I think mm. of, I think of like the, what I, what I understand to be, and now we're, I'm stepping way outside either of our areas, but what I, what I understand to be the current thinking about genetics is that, you know, like DNA and the, you know, the sort of genetic makeup of a person, um, uh, encodes a series of potentials and that there is a, a strong genetic component to, to many things, but there also is an environmental component. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's mm-hmm. neither nature or nurture it, it it's nature and nurture and that the environment can sort of unlock and reinforce certain certain genetic potentials and i think that mm, like mm. you know i i think that like a um you know I, I if a chuck bass well i guess it depends on what wherever there are people there is society i guess it it just depends right. on, on how big a canvas how big a canvas you're willing to to play so like among the the cattle pastoralists of you know africa for example just to pick an ethnic group at random um you know i suppose there are there are chuck basses you know what i mean like i know uh, yeah i know a few Um. (laughs) scheming you know scheming to to get their neighbor's cow you know right, but I mean? but like it's like you know I think right, but I guess I mean like imagine this I can imagine imagine a a a young baby Chuck Bass not instead of being um you know raised by 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 his father alone um he's raised by wolves <laughs> um I I still think he would he would be Chuck Bass he would be the the uh the the on the one hand the um the lone wolf yet still still the pack leader <laughs> um you you have to go pretty far away I mean. Once you start moving, um, there, I mean, I think there is. And again, while we're while we're kind of dabbling outside of our our main fields of uh, expertise, I mean, there are fascinating studies of you know social behavior in in non human um, animals, and and you still have like an um, amazing kind of social complexity when you go reasonably far down the evolutionary ladder. Um, and and but I, I guess the question is what is you know what is essential to be a Chuck Bass um, and is it just is it a social structure is it the possibility of do you need like social structure plus meaning play or social structure plus violence plus meaning is like the essential uh, um, components um, or is it even some something one notch less of that and that kind of sets the bounds for where you can have this kind of um, this kind of this kind of uh, figure this kind of like uh, individual when articulation you say, when you say meeting unpack a little bit if you don't mind uh, what you mean by that um, well, I mean, I, I, this is the, the kind of uh, this is the, the the phenomenon I believe that I, I've referred to in other contexts on this podcast and, and live as the kind of you know the pitch, pinching off of the turd of the individual from the sphincter of society, uh-huh. um, and um, and 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 in that you know it's it's the. You know, one of the grand debates of sociology is it's the 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 chicken egg debate of sociology is that you know is the what comes first the the group or the individual right um, and you know in reality. Um, it's these, you know at least, these things seem to be co-created and they yeah exactly kind of, they're, and, they're yeah they're they're co-produced and and it's um and when you look at the the like uh, uh what's the word like the ontolo- the ontogeny right like of any particular individual it 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 um it, these things seem to emerge uh, they seem to co-emerge right. Uh, right, if I right, right. The, the research correctly. No, that's that's uh, that's. I, I think that's exactly uh, that's exactly right. Um, in terms of some kind of both, and I, there, you know, that's far from a consensus view. Um, in that you know there are some. I don't think there are, there are some uh, individuals who are kind of radical, you know, methodological individuals that, that kind of assume unitary individuals um and then the grand puzzles of social science is understanding cooperation um and um and then there there are fewer who are you know radical anymore there are fewer kind of radical kind of communitarians or, or primordialists of that you know that 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 at first there was the tribe, and then only when man became modern and, and kind of enlightened um, did were, were we able to pinch off uh, liberal individual turds uh. um, um, from from you know the the the, right. prim, the 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 primordial sphincter of 
society. Well, and that, um, a lot of that, and a lot of that stuff is very sentimental. You know what I mean? The right. kind of the, the tribalist stuff is about, and you see it a lot. I mean, I hate to offend anyone. Oh, who am I kidding? Uh, I love to offend people, um, but you see it a lot in sort of like. Uh, uh, how shall I say, in sort of identity-based oppressed people's movements. You know what I mean? Like, things were so good back in the day when, you know, we were the tribe and we were just on the land. Sure. I mean, you know this is I mean? a... There There are lots of social movements around, at least in, in the areas where I work, um, around, like, indigenous uh, people's movements, um, and around... Um, yeah, and, and, you know, they link up to various forms of post-colonial politics um and and so on um and i think what's what's really tricky in this is that a lot of these claims at i mean that 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 the the political aim of kind of claiming being first and being being there also does some amount of is is a, is a political move and it can't be you know given that it is a political move from from a position um you know against a tremendous amount of power and a legacy of a tremendous amount of power um i, I don't know that it can necessarily be begrudged but it does paper over you know possibilities that in fact you know these these identities and and relationships between people and and you know groups of people in space are are not necessarily fixed and immutable through time, but in fact are very fluid and and that you know as interactions the the kind of um, the, the 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 frequency and nature of interactions between people changes. Um, so does both the scope of the relevant group um, and and the 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 way in which an individual relates to that. Right, and this is again a larger scale what we we talk about when we talk about salient cleavages and the changes of of salient cleavages that as you know that um i believe durkheim kind of talked about this as uh, the idea of the the kind of scale and nature and frequency of social interactions as as this idea of um of of dynamic density of, of that that you know who you interact with and how often you interact with them um and and along what lines those shape actually serves to reconfigure social groups and also reconfigure kind of who you are in relation to those groups um and so that in you know in an individual's life this changes in in various ways um and and in in you know over the course of human history this these rather than moving uh, and again this is this is one of several kinds of, of views but rather than marching in this you know you, you know uh, you know, this is this forward moving um, um, uh, progress of, of moving uh, in one direction. There's lots of, of, of cycles and, and um, returns and splitting and detours. So, I mean, that way, in some ways, Gossip Girls, you know, constantly moving, you know, lava lamp of society of, of where there's you know, these, these blobs that, that, that move and break apart and remerge. Um, and and flow um, is actually I, I think but it's still within a, a defined space um, is one way you know of thinking about um, this kind of this you know this this that's, meeting of individual and society. That's actually a great. I mean, that's a great metaphor, Ryan. Like that. That is to say about the the confined. Uh, about the confined space, about the the sort of merging and kind of reconfiguration of various blobs, about the fact that it's all the same stuff in the end. You know, were you to turn off the incandescent light bulb, you know, in the base of the lava lamp of society, it would all settle back down into the same kind of hot pink primordial ooze. Right. right. Well, and so this is, and so the, I think that that actually answers the question that we started with. This is what right. would happen if when when it, when it all falls apart, and I think that we would, you know, we'd we'd settle back into the ooze, um, and 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 then there would be, you know, and then and then it's a then you get into the variety. So I'm I'm definitely of the turn of mind of the most of my kinds of. You know, my vision, my post-apocalyptic vision, is much more hunter-gathery looking than it is um, than it is. You a, know, a re, uh, like a, a sort of reconfiguration of industrialized warfare to be kind of the war of all against all. Right. 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 Yeah. Because right. that's that's not realistic. Because that that involves. 
um, kind of command and control control structures that are only possible in a rigidly hierarchical social organization, right? Right. I mean, I guess it really depends a lot on the way that the um, that the collapse happens, right? Sure. That you know that that, and this is why I you know when I first uh, saw the Hunger Games film and, and then read the books, I wanted to know about more about um, what the nature of of the calamity that caused um you know the the end of the world and the creation of of panem but um not because i was like you know i was like oh i want to you know this is implausible but i wanted to sort of see you know there are certain stories of how that worked um that would be consistent with this structure uh um and there are certain stories that are not um and and obviously Suzanne Collins did not really want to to play that game but you could imagine a range of kinds of post apocalyptic um um uh, futures i mean that's a again like a you know, uh we have a hard time contorting that into something that like um that that uh that that looks like uh being about uh even purporting to be about teenagers um but you know this kind of of varieties of post-apocalyptic future um i think and and then the kind of um comparative politics of 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 post-apocalyptic futures um would be um would be fascinating if only there were a website where i could write about such (laughs) explore such ideas (laughs) Um, no ryan that's that's ridiculous that would be subjecting them to a level of scrutiny they probably don't i know i mean why can't i just watch mad max and just enjoy it um you know know, i i I gotta believe actually because like the overthinking impulse is very strong in the like the in uh various speculative fiction fandoms like and by that i mean like sci-fi and fantasy as uh, you know as broadly conceived as as possible and i and i have to believe that somewhere someone has done a typology of of post-apocalyptic uh uh scenarios you know right and that, and i mean the I, question like, is are they are they um are they a trained political know? scientist mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well no i mean i th- i think it could be a it could be a jumping off place for a work or it could be a point of of reference right. for the kind of work that yeah. uh, you wish to well, do. you know listeners if you are into post apocalyptic fiction apocalyptic fiction and you have no such like um compendia that would be very useful cuz i think that that the one thing is you have to think about what is the universe of cases um and it's massive right um yeah. really, and, and really, so really truly um, that's really interesting. Um, I think that, you know, as we were thinking about, um, Chuck Bassett, both in the post-apocalyptic future and, um, in, in the kind of the pre, the pre-Chuck Bass, you know, I think that the other thing that, that's here, um, that we were, we were discussing is the I'm Chuck Bass. And when I'm Chuck Bass is entered, um, is uttered in this episode, it's the thing that it's in opposition to is not in opposition to, right. you know, and you are, you, you are some, some, Either a don't you know who I am or like, you know, I'm I'm a hustler, you're a customer, which are some of the other iterations of I'm Chuck Bass. It's that this contest is that um, what's in opposition to is not being Mr. Blair Waldorf, right? Yeah. And that I I was thinking a little bit about the kind of the gender politics of this last uh, episode of Gossip Girl, because it's 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 kind of flirted with a matriarchal. Uh, a, a social organization that looks matriarchal, where sort of the thing that matters is society, is social organization, far more than the male-gendered realm of the law or the male-gendered realm of business, right? Like, what what matters is the kind of uh, home and family and the extension of home and family into a network of homes and families that, um, you know, comprises uh, the postmodern royalty. And th- the... Um, I, I was wondering if Lily is at the end when you have uh, Lola and Ivy have having a conversation about um, being being uh, about taking down Lily. I, I mean, I I sort of was thinking about patriarchy functioning to turn women against each other for hmm. kind of daring, you know, daring to kind of step out of their place because Lily did take over Bass Industries for a little while. Lily is uh, sort of using. Um, Using the tools of the male discourse of the law to uh, to fuck with Charlie and not Charlie to to fuck with Ivy and to fuck with her sister, you know, who's who's in jail. 
like I you know, I think the implication I think there there was a set of like of like rea- of reverse shots that was supposed to reveal something. I think the implication was it's Lily's lawyers who who have quote unquote pro bono uh, agreed to represent hmm. um, Carol right who's in the end and, and so Lily was trying to. Uh, um, throw the defense, right? Like, uh, right. So, right. so you know, th- that is to say, she she is kind of becoming a little bit too much, Mister uh, Bar- uh, Bart Bass. You know what I mean? Like, uh, rather than being Mrs. Lily Rhodes Vander Woods and Bass Humphrey, right? Uh, and, and and I mean, the the side of this is that you know Rufus has been a kept man for a while, right? That that his his role. I mean, maybe even since he kind of moved, right? I mean, this is right. Um, Bart Bass says to him, you know, something like, um, you know, jumping up from Brooklyn to the big time really suits you, Rufus. Um, you know, that you're, you're wearing uh, nice, fancy clothes. Um, yeah. I, thought and- he looked, I thought he looked a little rumpled in that scene. So I, I assumed that Bart was being sarcastic because he, you know, there was Bart looking impeccable in a, you know, slim fitting, you know, exquisitely tailored suit. And Rufus had like a, like a schlubby windbreaker on over, though I'm sure it wasn't yeah, like, that was, I'm, I'm sure, sure that was like, like a $1,600. Yeah, exactly right marcello windbreaker you know um um um, you know in some ways right that that is actually like a lot cooler than than um than than bart bass right i mean i think it's an interesting you know question of you know where what is what is the the you know power outfit um but i think that they were just different forms of 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 money but but rufus's wasn't his right then this happens earlier in this run of episodes when rufus and the lawyer are fighting where his his credit card is turned down right Right. um and and it well and and also like in in uh, i guess it was a previous scene you you know where uh, Lily says something along the lines of "I've been good to you," or you know what I mean, like I, "You've been well taken care of." You know what I mean, and the idea of uh, the idea of being taken care of is infantilizing, and it's also it's also feminizing. I think in the gender politics of this last. Uh, I mean, of this most most recent episode, which I mean, right? Like, which for me represents a turn away from um, from what the gender politics of. Uh, of Gossip Girl has been right, like because what's 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 being set up uh, is a game being played uh, by and among men um, for for the last season, right? With with uh, Bart Bass kind of emerging as a major villain and Chuck uh, challenging him, um, and you know Serena has been such a shitty villain, right? Like this this during this last uh, sort of run of episodes, the second half of the the just concluded season um right yeah well it's because she's not well i mean there's been but i mean yeah so i let's 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 break this down because there's also been like uh diana has also been a villain as well sure um and is a bit more formidable i mean i wonder why has serena been such a shitty villain in part because i mean in part that's the um the writers kind of softballing that they want her to both be a protagonist and a villain right they want to kind of have it both ways they they don't want to just make her totally evil right um and and then and so then even just within the world of the show like you know she is like a kind of a you know in some ways it's like she's as shitty of a villain as she was as shitty of a protagonist right um because she, she does everything right so that when she tries to do things good they turn out kind of bad and when she tries to do things bad or selfish or hurtful they turn out kind of bad yeah um, <laughs> so it right. doesn't really matter right it's the same kind of like like um lukewarm outcome that happens regardless but i mean she's gonna be um the uh she's gonna i think come back uh, in the fall addicted to mysterious nose powder so who knows what's gonna happen yeah um hopefully um she and i mean i you know what one can really hope for and I, I think maybe my largest wish for the last season is that there's like the new kind of juggernaut that really kind of either is the last is is the last straw to kind of you know is the match that uh, uh, ignites this tinderbox that's being set up, or, or is the thing that rises in the wake is the return of Jenny Humphrey, right? Um, and I think that you know, I hope like in, well, I like, hope like MacArthur in. to the Philippines, right? You know, like um, just just marching back in. I mean, that would just be be so wonderful. I, well, I hope they're in deep negotiations with uh, with Taylor Momsen. 
Yeah, and I hope that you know, and and I hope that they they don't change too much, and that you know, rather than reinstalling her as the new Blair, you know, that she still fulfills her tell us, uh, which is you know to have gone wild, um, and she's you know you know uh, yeah, she's always already gone wild, um, and and that but that, that, well, that yeah, so but what she does, anarchy, right? the, she creates what, anarchy. <laughs> right, she she creates. Uh... She creates anarchy, and she like uh, just like uh, Tony almost was was coerced into boning Effie on the uh, you know on the pool right. table in the uh, you know what in the, like the pen, penultimate episode the penultimate of, a, a episode of yeah series one of Skins uh, of UK Skins right like that there's like just a, a whole breaking down of boundaries you know um, uh, wouldn't it you know wouldn't it be great. Wouldn't it be great if Rufus's wife, first wife, comes back and the the children start attachment parenting and start you know breastfeeding again? And that it's just well, right, like, right, right, right. It's just like it's like utter utter madness. I mean, because that's right. I think that um, we've now worked out right. We've basically worked out almost all of the um, heterosexual, non incestuous, um, non um, like generation crossing permutations of the romantic triangles within the kind of principal cast and the kind of really within the kind of next even the next level out of like the the kind of stars and the series regulars like almost everyone has hooked up with everyone um and so either there's going to be rehash or the or 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 we start to start drawing the new the new shapes that really like make um that the, the transgressive boundaries and i mean I, I i don't really think it's very likely that that will happen that there will be some you know hot hot dan on chuck action uh, <laughs> other than other other than uh in uh, uh in the, in, other than in the uh the 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 fan fiction of all you shippers out there <laughs> um, yeah all you dan chuck uh Duck. duck. Would that be called duck? Yeah. Or Chan. Or I Chan. Kind of Chan. <laughs> the Chan. Uh, the Chan shippers. Yeah, man. Um, that'd be a lot of that'd be a lot of hate fucking, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I, I like as far as being like evil masterminds. I, I just want to hold up one thing from from season twenty three, which is the the evil mastermind who had designs on Bart Bass's life, who is not even seen. In the episode, right? right? Like right. that's what that's that's kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of what I expect the men, the evil mastermind men, to be in the episode, um, uh, right? And then uh, the, and the women to really sort of carry the day as Blair as Blair sort of does when when Blair's sort of temporary alliance with Lola and Charlie. Uh, allows them to get the drop on the private investigator who's become a double agent. I can't believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm describing a, a daytime soap opera and not a not a teen soap opera. You know, right? Like, uh, right, right. No, I mean that's why we have to use our our grown up words like discourse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if we really were to just talk about what's happening, um, you know, we would just really talk about how Dorota is so devoted to Blair. <laughs> um, <laughs> she oh, she really is. Is, uh, stepping in and taking the bullet when uh, when Eleanor comes in and calls her Serena, uh, the um, so diaries right are funny things. Uh, yes, and and the like uh, as as a document, you know, as a as a sort of what intertextual as a text within a text, you know, um, the, and uh, they're they're funny things because I think that we have a lot of of different relationships to kind of what they are, what they can be and what they're, what they're good for. In this case, Blair's diary contains sort of all her, all her secret thoughts. That is to say, uh, it, it contains the Blair that kind of exists outside of the social structure. And like, she sort of goes after everyone. It's the Blair that exists outside the, the, the family structure, the structure of like perfect daughter and kind of deference to, uh, you know, very successful and admirable mother. Um, right. That exists right. outside of the structure of the the friendship, you know, the Blair Serena alliance slash friendship, um, the romances with the 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 various people, and like it's so the diary is sort of a um, a peek behind the mask, right? Right. But like, what's fascinating is that none of that is a revelation to us, the viewers, right? That because we, you know, the camera follows these characters in various, right. through across all of the various spheres, you know, we, we know, um, 
we, we, we kind of actually see all of this, right? I mean, that's what makes, you know, the things that Blair wrote in her diary are what make her one of the, you know, most popular characters on this show. Um, and that she, you know, hates everything, right? But then, but, but uh, privately, um, and then publicly, you know, is, is, is polite and gracious, right? It's about this kind of, um, you know, what is appropriate where. Um, and so, right, the, I mean, I guess there's like a, a second question. I mean, I w- the thing I thought it was the funniest about Blair's diaries in particular is that they're a like a a series of bound volumes that are identical, yeah. right? And, and, and you know, everyone that I I know that who's kept a, a diary, it's a, you know, it's whatever journal, whatever um un you know, yeah, book spiral, of, of, yeah, spiral notebook, black and white cow spotted composition book, yeah, you know. yeah, and often and it's very heterogeneous. If someone's like you know, people who are even prolific, um, uh, yeah, the diary, diarist, yeah, the diary. It's really that consistent, right? But it said, you know, somehow when, you know, she was born, she either, you know, or became at least, you know, it's either she was given these, you know, this set of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of books uh, so that she could do this and and it 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 was her obligation or that she... You know, at some point when she you know became aware that oh, I'm Blair Waldorf, part of that was was uh, was was channeling every thought, right? And so this is again, you know, at some point, um, you know, this this was either given to her by the by the structure, uh, or or she kind of bubbled that up uh, in 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 her kind of attempt to see who she was. And again, I mean, I think this raises the question of why does one write a diary? And obviously, yeah, there's right. multiple reasons, but what you know what. Um, what do they serve? I imagine from the perspective of, I mean, what, what, what is the status of kind of literary theory and kind of um, criticism related to, to diaries? Uh, is there any kind of thinking yeah, on, think, on them? I think I would have prepared that. Wouldn't you? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I think that the, the literary theory about diaries actually the the uh, theory that I'm familiar with is more about narratives in mm-hmm. the form, in the form of diaries or in the form of letters mm-hmm. or things like this. That is sure. to say, uh, looking at the novel, looking at the novel or short story as a form of of uh, what gets called heteroglossic uh, discourse, right? Mm-hmm. Or sort of multilingual. It would be the Latin term, right? Discourse. Um, and, and, and unpack that a little bit. Um, oh, well, okay, so so I think you've talked about this on the Overthinking It podcast. For if if I'm not mistaken, with respect to the Bible, would that is that, is that possible? Right, yeah, or? actually, the Bible the Bible is a great example of heteroglossic discourse because. Um, there are many, many different genres of literature mm-hmm. uh, kind of bound together in the Bible, right? There's like, there's a love poem, right, in the Song of Songs. There are like uh, religious praise songs in the Psalms. There are, there's sort of wisdom literature. There are letters in the the Christian Bible, you know? There are uh, sort of life stories, miracle stories, which were, believe it or not, a common genre of of literature around about the mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm, uh, mm. the early common era, right? You know, the, the, interestingly, um, the uh, the Avengers film was actually heteroglossic in this way, also, right? That that you have, you know, the you know, there's the the Thor the Thor story, which is told as this in the arch like you know epic tone, and there's the 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 kind of flashy Iron Man. I mean, it's like all of the movies. Sure. One thing that but I think Joss Whedon did very well was take the distinctive style of each of the previous um, movies um, in that series and, and kind of maintained that that the specific type of storytelling and and tropes um and broke them and both kind of partitioned them off and then ran them into each other in interesting uh ways throughout the course of the film i think that's i I think that's right and i think you can actually still go a a level further in you know what if uh, to go into like really what i imagine a sort of heteroglossic visual discourse would Mm -hmm. be because you're still you're still in the realm of sort of movie making of you know what i mean hollywood movie making what if in the middle of the avengers right uh, it had cut away to a screen capture of a spreadsheet, you know, of like a uh, of a Microsoft Excel document about the damage that the Avengers were doing to Midtown Manhattan, right? And you saw someone like you didn't even see the person; you saw the little box moving around as they entered in, you know, numbers of dollars and numbers of buildings destroyed and things like this, right? Uh, uh, I, I believe you're describing the 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 tell us of overthinking it dot. <laughs> um, is is a heteroglossic uh, uh, discourse of 
of I mean, you know, because I mean, I'm sure that you know, if if Mark had Mark Lee had some screen capturing software, right. like that, that really is that's the magic behind the uh, some <laughs> some of our greatest uh, uh, overthinking it posts. It's the Excel, uh, but, it's the Excel but, but yeah, but I would I, I agree that the you know in some ways the process right that the Excel itself is is a process, right? Um, and that you're kind of capturing it over time. You know, the the thing that you see as the chart showing you know the peak of rock uh, of rock songs yeah. um, in the in the 1960s um, there was also a, a process whereby these these were entered um, and 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 margins were set and line thicknesses were set um, and uh-huh. you only you know at the, at the end you, you only see you, this, like, you see a narrative but yeah. really the actual story is is a process of, of making this and it's always like a diary right and I don't know if this is I mean yeah so you know a diary well, this is, is mean, interesting so- because the, the, you know there, there may be the Blair Waldorf memoirs or autobiography and that's very different from the 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 diary which is much more like the long term like um screen capture of entering uh, putting entries in the expel excel spreadsheet of her life right right so the the i the the just to kind of put a button on the point i wanted to make about heteroglossic discourse is if you imagine a work of visual art that combined narrative film with a, a totally different mode of visual representation yeah you know yeah. What i mean that's yeah. that's what i i think that's that's sort of a akin to what the Bible is in terms of like being a legal document next to a poem. You know what I mean? Like imagine if in the middle of, of the constitution of the United States, there was a poem, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, or a hymn or something like that, just sort of put into the, you know, article, <laughs> right. Article three is, uh, is, you know, glory, glory, hallelujah, or something, something like right. that. That's right. And so a lot of novels are constructed like this, where there are sort of legal discourses in, in, uh, there are letters, there are narratives. There, there are things like this. This is what sure. classic discourse. Sure, sure. I mean, something the, that the does this well. Thing. Oh yeah. Or, or I was just say a recent book that does this well is the uh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, "Visit from the Goon Squad." Huh, yeah. Um, uh, and it doesn't quite go fully in that direction, but there definitely are. You know. You know uh, what? Um, there are like concert reviews and interviews beside, like, besides diaries, beside, and, and so on and so on. Right. Uh, in addition to changing perspectives and timelines, etc. Um, so the, so it, the closest I think Gossip Girl has come to this is, I think, um, uh, is in is in, and we've talked we talked about it when it happens. There's not need to, I guess, rehash much of it now but is in uh filming video chats you know mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm, to say putting mm-hmm. putting the act of filming on camera and the act of observing while being filmed and this kind of mutual surveillance that happens via via video chat and then and sort of you jump in and out of the video chat so sometimes you see what's on the screen sometimes you see an angle on the screen sometimes you see an angle on the person watching the screen with or right. without the screen visible in it and like this is this is where this these kind of modes of visual representation or in in uh, shooting a, the screen of a phone as a text message or a yeah. uh, or a video uh, comes up because the, well, the the video like the cell phone video that Serena is taking of she and Dan boning is not a narrative you know what I mean it's it's a um, it's it's something other than that. Right, 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 right. But well, it hasn't been edited, right? And th- you know, this, this happens in different places, right? Sometimes you get the live stream, right? There's like the when when Diana Payne is saying that uh, Chuck is her, she's Chuck's mother. That that um, Lola is like live streaming that to the Gossip Girl website, right? Um, and so even that is. Um, you know, even you can contrast that even to um, the way that Blair's diaries are leaked is that actual pages, you know, there's like lines are just taken um, with with all context removed, and they're, they're they're kind of put together into this new pastiche of the the diaries of Blair uh, of Blair Waldorf, right? right? Um, and and are 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 chosen, you know, and timed throughout the episode in this way, and we see those several times, right? We see. Um, the handwriting, um, and the, the um, they're that, on the screens, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, handwriting, yeah, pa- handwriting on paper, photographed on a cell phone screen. You know, on the, the, I mean, the mind boggles. It's turtles all the way down. Um, the the uh, I I think the interesting question also, uh, an interesting question also, is one that you raised earlier, which is which is what is she keeping? I mean, what is she keeping this diary for? Right. Um, and you know, she talks about like the biography. You know, I was going to leave this out of the biography. Uh, right, right. That 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 is to say, it's 
why would you keep a record of things like this? Like uh, uh, one of the things that, that di- diaries journals do is they're an aid to memory, right? Like they're a um, they're a way of having a record of what happened. Uh, and you know, a lot of the times diaries are a window into uh, momentous times and into the kind of social realities of um, of times that uh, the kind of the bare political history wouldn't necessarily expose in in quite as textured a way. So. Um, but that's not. I mean, but Blair's diary is sort of private. It's a record of a. Uh, uh, it, there's a, uh, a funny line in the importance of being earnest, uh, where Cecily says, "You know, my diary is oh, just the record of a country girl's uh, thoughts and impressions, and and uh, of course, meant for publication, um, <laughs> right?" And like uh, Blair has that kind of self-aggrandizing and intensely self-regarding thing. That is to say, I am a person of such moment that I'm writing this down not so that um, not so that I can remember, but so that the world can know. You right. Know? And that right, well, and, and that and that and it need be in that reason be you know complete and comprehensive because it is all equally valuable. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think that, this is the other thing is, is that we've never seen we've never seen her actually writing in her diary. Like, when is she writing these thousands and thousands of pages? Um, you know, when she's we often see Blair. Uh, sleeping or scheming, yeah, um, and um, neither of those are particularly conducive to uh, to you know writing several hundred pages a year, right? Um, yeah, in those uh, yeah in those robin's egg blue uh, you know leather bound uh, uh, volumes, which are surely you know surely have paper stock from Tiffany or something inside, right. right. Right, right. Well, maybe she makes it drizzle, like any good um, creative writer makes it drizzle just a little bit every day, yeah. just a, one one little bit of spite, um, and then you, and then as you see collected there, um, it is just a a a, a flood, uh, a flood of negativity. Um, have you ever have you ever kept a diary? Not to not to get personal, but I, you know, I have at various times in my life. Uh, I have, I you know, I, one of the times I think the time actually at which I was the most active is when I was a um, a, a a a fucking teenager, um, and, and not a, a teenager fucking, but in fact, a, you know, just a a, a one of um, a, a, a teenager aspiring to fuck. Well, yeah, it just uh, just a fucking teenager, right. you know, like <laughs> um, not a fucking teenager, um, but yeah, I think I, I diaried. Um, uh, around around that time, I you know I like um, very often you know people will look back at writings from earlier in their life and feel you know feel kind of embarrassed by them or not want people to see them because they they represent like a, a much earlier sensibility or you know a youthful uh, naivete or something like that. I I whenever I I journaled I suffered from that just in in like a, there was a very ultra short term cycle of it. So like by the time I was writing sentence two, I was ashamed of sentence. <laughs> one because it was like callow and stupid so like so like the times that i've attempted to write diaries have been these these exercises and just intense self-loathing for me and i've never been able to uh i've never been able to keep it up you know i I think the time that actually the most recently that i've done something that's most close to to writing a diary is is probably actually the the close cousin of that which is 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 field notes right um and and i think that there are you know I think the way in which I field note is, and we've talked about this a little bit um, on the um, on the on the site uh, or on this on this podcast, um, is that you know the old school of field notes was was meant to be a you know a, a documentary um, you know rip reproduction of the things that were observed that day and, and a mapping of these, uh, of, of these social structures. Um, but after a kind of critical and reflexive turn in, in anthropology and then slowly throughout the rest of the social sciences, it became much more reflexive. Um, and, you know, in some extremes field notes and, and, and ethnographic work is, is entirely, you know, diary and, and, and biography. Um, but when, when done well is kind of, again, thinking about, um, you know, re another reconfiguration of this of this kind of mirror and the it's it's basically you know staring <laughs> staring as as the turd of you is is pinched off from the sphincter <laughs> staring back into the sphincter and then the sphincter stares back into you. <laughs> um, um, that's, that's really you know the, the original tagline of overthinking it. Uh, um, um, 
uh, 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 com was, you know, when you stare into the navel long enough, uh, when you gaze into the navel long enough, uh, the navel gazes back into you. Yeah, navel, um, and and I think that. what we did not realize at the time is that um, sometimes uh, it is also very easy to mis- mistake uh, a navel and a sphincter. Right, absolutely. Um, <laughs> until the until the brown turtle. All right, let's leave it there. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's, oh uh, man, we really like leave, leave these little gems for the people who, who dare <laughs> stay all the way through till the end. Like, like, uh, we, like we punish like, our most loyal listeners. Yeah, like like skid marks in the bottom of the laundry bag. You know, in a pair of shorts in the bottom of the laundry bag. Uh, you, you find the never mind. You well, it's, find, called a, it's called an, they, in the business they call it an, an Easter egg, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the kind of Easter egg every every Easter um, we. Used to there's a where we did our Easter egg hunts. It was very wooded, and there would always be one egg that was not found, and, and would be you know found by my like you know aunt's dog, um, and you know and eaten in in like July. Um, and it would be it would be rancid and right. and, and and sulfurous at that time. And then this is what we leave to you, our loyal listeners. <laughs> um, so this is the end. This is I mean you know we almost I mean I think so. So we're we're done with Gossip Girl for the season, um, right. and we could potentially if we have any more uh, odds and ends i know uh cognac was actually itching to, to talk about gossip girl so we could do another i wanted um, to talk about gossip i wanted to talk about contracts a little bit uh because of the sort of quasi legal papers that magically materialize in episode 23 the one that we didn't really talk about well there's um, a lot of annulment forms flying back and well forth. right yeah in this in this episode but the the agreement that that um uh elizabeth hurley is going to leave the spectator in return for <laughs> not having the whistle blown on her her life like that contract just you know sort of appears out of nowhere I, you know if anyone has ever dealt with a legal negotiation these things go back and forth between lawyers for for months um but yeah but apparently in the world of gossip girl the contracts just uh just appear and i you know so it would be it would be great to have kanye back to uh yeah well let's 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 try that. I mean, I think let's, it was let's where diary we, that. Let's well, let's diary that. That's like British diary, right? Yeah, Which exactly. means put it in the calendar, right? Um, uh, and and I guess so. Next week we're we're closing out season one of Friday Night Lights, yes. um, and then after that the uh, the cognitive agenda is a bit uh, is a bit open. Yeah. Um, so we could do another kind of Gossip Girl um, year in review and you know the the Gossip Girl Law Journal um, yeah. <laughs> episode, and then uh, while we start to to chat about what um is on tap for the the summer and and um we have a, a you know there's a few possibilities that have, are always kicked around um you know mark lee is moving to the upper east side yep. um i believe i don't think that's revealing too much as personal it's a, it's a large it's a large area of, of manhattan uh-huh. um and 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 so i would love for him to uh watch gossip girl start with season one I, i'm always trying to get other overthinkers to start with season one and then join us for for the summer and and they never they never bite so i I've think been, they're I you, mean, know, I you know been, it's, it's their choice <laughs> i've been um and it would be less it would be these these hustling teenagers but i've been kind of itching to rewatch the wire recently <laughs> I, you know i gotta say like and I, watching uh, this watching this youtube video this video as our vimeo video uh video essay about the visual style uh of the wire uh, kind of got me back uh, back on that i i suppose w- we would explode if we actually did a podcast uh, about the wire because I guess he- what it is is that if we did a podcast about the wire, we would constantly be talking about Gossip Girl, right? It'd be our most focused <laughs> analysis of Gossip Girl that ever produced in the uh, nearly, huh. um, nearly what four years of this of this uh, program, of this uh, program three yeah. four years, yeah, yeah. Um, but I yeah I think that that is probably uh, that's probably a bridge too far. Um, but you know, so- I think it's not—it's not impossible. It's definitely on the table. I mean, um, I, I, I think I, we probably won't go back to. Uh, I think we probably won't go back to skins. Um, so we we really I mean in the comments on the show notes we we really would appreciate some some um, research guidance some you know what I mean some sort of some mentoring uh, uh, from our uh, you know our uh, what dissertation supervisors right. Uh, I mean, I think you and I, th- that, that, that indicates that we have very uh, <laughs> different views of how the uh, <laughs> how authority flows in this, in this grand relationship. So, uh, but sh- sure, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so uh, we we uh, we I can love get you that. all. <laughs> Hi, cat. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 gonna do whatever the fuck we want to. I guess. Yeah. And yeah please give us uh, as as I did with my own dissertation advisors. Tell us some shit that, that I will then ignore. Um. <laughs> in the uh, yeah, in the uh, right in the end. Um, so yes, uh, please. Um, well, pl- please tell us what you think. I mean, m- uh, mostly because I, I imagine that there is a great idea. There are several great ideas out there that we haven't uh, thought of yet and would like to get those on the table so that when we choose uh, how to spend the summer. Um, and, and there may be a long hiatus over the summer because I think both Ryan and I are going to do some traveling. But uh, we, we would like to be, be selecting from, you know, uh, from among the full range uh, of options, so that's on the uh, that's on the show no- that's uh, in the comments on the show notes for this episode. Uh, you can email us uh, also your thoughts at TFT Podcast Overthinking at com, and we're on Twitter at TFT Podcast and uh, Facebook. Uh, if you search for the These Fucking Teenagers Podcast, I tried to change it to uh, back to TFT Podcast just to have kind of brand consistency mm-hmm. uh, across the whole thing, um, across the whole enterprise. Uh, and you actually can't change the title of a Facebook page, I guess, so that like. Um, you don't uh, lure people into a page under false pretenses and then start right. like marketing to them or something like that. Uh, so that we would totally do that. Um, uh, and if you would like to call or text us, oh, we have a voicemail. We have a voicemail from Canada that we are are very uh, that we're very eager to play, and we just haven't gotten uh, gotten around to it yet. Um, yes. Uh, we yeah. You shout out to it. Professor Dave. What's up, Dave? Uh, you can call or text us at twenty fat jog zero one. That's two zero three two eight five six four zero one two. I would love to get a text. I, I think that um, you know we're due for a text. Right. So yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's we will it's, read it. It doesn't have to be a formal thing. Uh, you know, you can just text us. It actually might be easier to get a text on the air because all we all we have to do is read it rather than like uh, you know taking the technology to sort of loop in a um, to roll in a, a, a voicemail. But uh, and, and also it makes it, it, it also makes it less likely that we will have a really strong negative emotional reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so, lol, lol, smiley face. Lol. Um, so, uh, that's how to get in touch, in touch with us. And though, though Gossip Girl, uh, is done for the year, though Gossip Girl has died the little death, we are still here, uh, staring into the gaping brown eye of society, uh, staring into the, um, the internalized, uh, into a kind of internalized surveillance, t- staring into heteroglossic discourse, uh, staring into the career, the later career of Tim Rickens after he was released from jail, uh, staring into the lava lamp of society, and most of all, staring into these, these fucking, fucking teenagers. teenagers.